Chapter 1 How Failure Became a Dirty Word A Brief History of American Parenting. As a child, I was obsessed with the little house on the prairie books. I wanted to live in a sod dugout on the banks of Plum Creek or a tiny cabin in the big woods under the strict but loving guidance of Ma and Pa Ingalls. I wanted to be Laura, who bravely roamed the dangerous and exciting world around her and made plenty of mistakes as she made her way across the prairie. When she returned home to face the music, her parents responded not with anxiety and fear, but with interest in her adventures and an eye toward her education in the great big beyond. I strove to be tolerant of my sister, just as Laura was of Carrie. When the extravagant gift I coveted did not appear under our Christmas tree, I reminded myself of the year Laura received only a small tin cup, a piece of candy, a small cake, and a penny, and tried to be grateful. Remnants of my what would Laura do mentality survived into adulthood, and I could not wait to read the little house books to my own children. To teach them about Laura's world of clear cut morality and balloons made of pig bladders. We read and relived their favorite moments dribbling syrup on snow to make candy, coloring butter with the juice of grated carrots, and tracing patterns in the window frost with a thimble. I encouraged them to wander our not so big woods, even as I worried about bears and hunters and deep cellar holes. I did my best to be that reassuring, firm, and loving Ma for my sons. Ma and Pa set clear limits and goals for their children. Right was right, wrong was wrong, learning arose from failure, and when parents had to discipline, consequences were swift and just. And so, when I became a parent, what would Laura do became what would Ma do? And I strove to raise my children according to that ideal. I try to remember that their mistakes and failures are a necessary and inevitable part of their growing up. The fact that I turned to the late 19th century for advice says a lot about how complex and confusing parenting has become. Ma and Pa understood that the job of a parent is to raise self sufficient, capable, and ethical adults. I envy their clarity because sometimes I'm not sure what my job is. One day it is to be my son's friend, so he will feel comfortable enough to confide in me. The next it is to stand firm as an authority figure and teach him to write thank you notes whether he wants to or not. If I'm confused by my role, then he must be too. No wonder I yearn for the simplicity of parenting in the big woods. I fear, however, that even capable Ma and Pa Ingalls would be overwhelmed and confused by the shifting expectations and lack of solid footing in today's parenting landscape. In order to get our bearings in this confusing territory, to understand how we arrived in this state of confusion, we need to find the signal in the noise of our collective parenting history. Parenting in a Simpler Time Parenting in colonial New England was simpler in terms of its hierarchy of needs, defined as it was by risk and loss. Parents could expect to lose one in every ten children, even in the healthiest and wealthiest communities. 
In cities such as Boston, where urban poverty and close living quarters facilitated the spread of disease, childhood deaths were two to three times higher. When a disaster struck, as it did during the 1677 smallpox epidemic, a fifth of the population died, most of them children. Parents to whom the sight of a dead child was a sight no more surprising than a broken pitcher were preoccupied with basic needs. The daily struggle for shelter, food, and safe drinking water, rather than the education, social life, and emotional health of their children. Reason, rather than emotion, dominated early American child rearing. The voice of parenting philosophy in colonial America, as far as such a thing existed, was that of John Locke. Where today we explain why it's not nice to bite the neighbor lady via a long-winded treatise accompanied by a supplicatory lollipop, Locke favored a simpler solution, one that stressed clear-headed reason over emotion.